Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. I've got a great guest with me today. His name is Kevin Palmieri, and he's one of those guys that he had it all. You know, he had it all going for him from the outside. You know, the, the beautiful girlfriend, the high-paying job, the sports car. He's in fantastic physical shape. But internally, you know, things just weren't right. You know, they, they just weren't okay. And he's here today to share that journey and how it eventually led him where he is today as a CFO, founder, and co-host of Next Level University. This thing is a beast of a podcast. If you haven't heard of it, that's on you because it's out there. It's everywhere. Tons of downloads, under 150 countries. They put out seven episodes a week, which we talked about. He's a beast for doing that. Uh, Kevin, thanks so much for being here. I'm excited to have you on. Joe, I appreciate the kind words uh, in front of the scenes and behind the scenes. I am excited to chat with you and see where we go today with our with our conversation. Absolutely, man. So let, let's bring it back. Let, where did you grow up? What kind of kid were you growing up? Uh, I grew up in a small town in Massachusetts, Uxbridge, Massachusetts. You probably haven't heard of it. Most people haven't. No, uh, no offense taken. Uh, when I was a, a young boy, I was I was into playing outside with my friends. We would ride our bikes. We would play paintball in the woods. We would take our scooters down the big hills. I was a very outdoorsy kid. I liked being outside, probably pretty blessed because there wasn't video games weren't like they are today. Right. You could play, but it got boring after a while. So we yeah. would go outside. I spent a lot of time doing physical stuff. And that was always something I enjoyed when I was young. Yeah, I was, I was talking to someone the other day. They used to have to run commercials that, hey, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? You're like, mm. <laughs> we were just outside. They didn't know where we were, man. It was great. My son's like, oh, that sounds fantastic. No, we we can track him everywhere with software and stuff. Yeah, times have, times have changed. Times have changed. For sure, yeah. So so you're, you're in your, your 20s and everything's, you know, it seems like from the outside looking in, everything's perfect. What kind of, what kind of work were you doing at the time? I was a foreman for a weatherization company. So we would go into large buildings, usually schools, and we would make them more energy efficient. So we would work in the attics. We'd work above the drop ceilings. We'd do stuff on the windows, the doors, that type of stuff. And since we worked on government and state-owned buildings, we got paid by the government and the state. So I ended up making some pretty good money, which I was grateful for at the time, but that ended up biting me in the butt later on in life. Yeah, so kind of, kind of get into that a little bit. So what, what wasn't right? I mean, the money's good. It seemed like everything's going well. What was, what was going on? Yeah, it's very interesting how a lot of the stuff that we feel in the moment is based on our past and not our current. So I had the assumption that if I made a boatload of money, I would be very confident. I wouldn't have insecurities anymore. I wouldn't be dealing with depression. I wouldn't be dealing with anxiety. I assumed external results were going to fix all my internal struggles. And as a kid, we grew up without a lot of money. So I was raised by my mom and my grandmother. I didn't know my dad. I didn't meet my dad until I was 27. So I had the assumption that, well, if I make money later in life, everything will kind of work itself out. So yeah, I was making really good money, but internally I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't confident. I didn't really have excitement for my future. I put so much emphasis on the external that I never worked on the internal. And I ended up having moments later in life where I got reminded very quickly that, okay, we've done a lot of this external work, but the internal stuff, that really is what matters the most in terms of when you go to bed at night. When you put your head down on the pillow, what kind of car you drive doesn't really matter. You know, The bed that you're in doesn't really matter that much. It's the thoughts in your head that really matter the most. And I had many reminders of that over the next few years. Oh, man, that thread count can only get you so far, right? You That's what I'm hike. saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to the point where you were you were suicidal at one point, right? So you yep. get to that, that kind of that, that bad 
end of section, what what made you change your mind? So how how did you decide? Hey, this just I'm not going to do that. I was so I was in a hotel room six hours away from where I lived because we were on the road for work that week, right? So the majority of the time I spent, I was living in hotels, and that wore on me and wore on me and wore on me. And at this time, I had already started the podcast because I I had made a hundred thousand dollars. Asked myself, okay, why don't I feel any different? I answered with because I have been living unconsciously. Mm. The opposite of unconscious, Joe, is hyperconscious. So I started a podcast called the Hyperconscious Podcast. So at this point, I had maybe 10 episodes of the podcast, 15 episodes of the podcast, and I had fallen in love with it, right? I, I love podcasting. I didn't realize I could love something as much as I love podcasting or be as fulfilled doing something like that. So I fell in love with podcasting as I fell out of love with my job. I've reached kind of the pinnacle of my job and I'm not willing to do what it takes to get there again. So I start calling out of work. I start leaving the job site early, showing up late. You would not want to hire me. I was not a model employee anymore. And that all really climaxed with me being in a hotel room six hours away from home, waking up one morning. And the best way to explain it is that morning, it was like there was 10 televisions on in my head at the same time. And every single one was on a different station. And it's just limiting beliefs. You're stuck here forever. You can never leave this job. You'll never be successful. All those things. So I ended up reaching out to one of my friends. Vulnerability quite literally saved my life. And bravery and courage and asking for help. I, I reached out to one of my friends who is now my business partner, Alan. And I said, hey, man, I'm having these dark thoughts. I'm having these emotions. I don't know what's going on, but this isn't right. I don't know what to do. And in his wisdom, he said, Kev, over the last couple of years, your awareness has changed a ton, but your environments have remained the same. I think it's time for you to change your environment. So what really happened is Alan gave me permission and opportunity to make a different decision that day. I always use this as an example. Imagine if I reached out to somebody who was negative and they said, Kev, nobody really likes their job, you know, or just go to work. You're making $75 an hour. It can't be that bad. Or come home, enjoy the weekend, unwind a little bit, and maybe Monday it'll be better. My life would be drastically different. I don't even know if my life would exist if that's the advice I got. So I reached out to somebody. I was vulnerable. I let them into what I was feeling. I got really good advice, luckily. And then from there, that created the opportunity for me to believe that the future could be a little bit brighter. And that's what I had. I, that got me to the next day and rinse and repeat that for a while. Man, that's amazing. What a friend. That, that's a good dude to call. My that, brother. Uh, He's my brother now. That phone a friend. That's what you called the right one. So I did. You're, you're a huge proponent of vulnerability, obviously, because like you said, it saved your life. What? How do you kind of define vulnerability? Yeah, it's it's challenging, right? I The simplest definition for me is living in the truth. When oftentimes when people, and it's, it's interesting, we're talking about this. We literally recorded an episode on vulnerability today. So it's all, it's all aligned nicely. When people talk about vulnerability, usually it's, I want to be vulnerable with Joe. Vulnerability starts with you admitting something to yourself first, admitting some sort of difficult truth, looking in the proverbial mirror, getting feedback from yourself. Oh, you know what? I've definitely put on a few pounds. I really wish I stayed more consistent with my fitness regimen. Interesting. That's vulnerability. You saying that to yourself is the opportunity for something to come from it. So I really think that's what it is. I think it's it's leaning into the truth regardless of the discomfort that surrounds it 
but it always starts with you. It you can't expect yourself to be vulnerable with someone else if you haven't been vulnerable with yourself first. It it makes it really really challenging. And the the next layer of that is it's very hard to be vulnerable about something that you do not believe you can change. So there is from my perspective there's a connection between vulnerability and self-belief. The more self-belief you have, I think the more vulnerable you can be with yourself because you believe you can actually change and facilitate growth. So I just throw that out there because if you're somebody who struggles to believe in yourself, you probably shouldn't go out looking for a ton of feedback all the time because it might put you into paralysis and you might not be able to make a decision or take action based on that. Yeah, man. A lot of people get overwhelmed by it for sure. You know, of course. Paralysis by analysis. You know, if it rhymes, you know it's good. That's always good. good <laughs> That's stuff. true. That is true. <laughs> so, man, let me ask you this. Probably for a lot of guys struggle with it, right? We don't like to admit we need help and all that good stuff. And for you, it was calling a friend. What are some more suggestions for kind of first steps for being that vulnerable? I love asking why. One question, why that that why question has changed my life in so many ways. So asking yourself why and then sitting with the discomfort, that's one. So the self-awareness of how do I usually respond when I'm triggered, when I'm overwhelmed, when I'm impatient, whatever it is, right? When When there's a lack of something, how do I respond? Understanding that level of yourself is always going to be valuable because you might say, when I get overwhelmed, when I get depressed, I recluse. Hmm. Okay. What is the action plan for that? Probably reach out to someone, right? That I love reflection. I'm also a huge proponent of reflecting on our past because it's very hard to understand where you actually are today unless you compare it to something else, right? Today is not that much different than yesterday, but it's completely different than five years ago. I think that level of contrast and perspective allows you to more accurately figure out where you actually are. And I think that's a, that's super important for us as humans because this life thing is weird. I mean, this whole thing is just, it's weird and we lose track of time. And the next thing you know, you're 30 and then you're 40 and you're 50. And it seems like the days just meld together. So I think that's another big one. I'm a a big proponent of journaling for people early in the journey because it helps you understand yourself at a deeper level. I am a through and through, I think self-awareness is the answer for most things. So asking yourself why, reflecting on your past, in the moment, asking yourself, why am I triggered? Why is why do I feel super comfortable around this person, not so comfortable around this person? Digging for answers is going to dig up a lot of positive stuff and potentially feedback stuff as well that might not be as positive. Yeah, that's great, Max. A lot of us, we don't want to like to sit in that discomfort, right? That's yeah. why we avoid it. We don't like to reflect. And a lot of us, you mentioned it earlier, just living unconscious, right? Just kind of, I don't know if you remember that. Come on, if you're old enough, you remember like, got to go make the donuts where this dude just shows up every day, just kind of yep. punches the clock and repeats. I think of a lot of us get, I did, it happened to me. I actually used to work for the government and I had a good enough job that I would just go to work and I fell asleep for like five or six years and just woke up like, yeah. man, what am, what am I doing? You know, because, yeah. and then I did some reflecting and, and what am I doing here? And I can do better, you know, and it was uncomfortable because I just wasted, not really wasted. I don't want to call it wasted, but I could have been doing better for that time. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's excellent advice. So, you're, so if you're sitting there right now and maybe you're not where you want to be, do some of that stuff. Try reflecting on it. Try getting some deep things, some journaling. Journaling is great. You'd be mad. Just, hey, just write down. Don't don't think about it. Just see what comes mm-hmm. out. Kevin, Kevin will tell you that that's a great way to do it. Some things will come out that you might not even know you know, right? Yeah. So journaling. Yeah. So, the, uh, the other thing, Joe, real quick, I, I always say this because 
hindsight is 2020, but hopefully my hindsight will catch you in the present moment and maybe break something loose. Anytime I'm thinking about vulnerability, I'm trying to think how can you proactively set up for it? So even if it's reach out to someone, reaching out to someone to be vulnerable is one of the hardest things in the world. Absolutely. Yeah. What you do in the sunshine is what helps you when it starts to rain. So when you, when things are going well, that's a really good opportunity for you to start testing the waters of vulnerability and just say, Hey, can I, can I talk to you about something? I had a little, I had a minor argument with my partner. That's good. Great, great place to start because if it goes terribly wrong, which it most likely won't, it's not the end of the world where right. if you're on the proverbial edge of the bed like I was and you reach out to someone and that's the first time you've ever been vulnerable with them, you don't really know how that interaction is going to go. Alan and I have a really good relationship where he knows everything about me and that, of course, I'm going to reach out to him. He's the person I feel safest around. So another thing I would say is audit the people around you. It's very, very hard to be vulnerable. It's even harder to be vulnerable with people that you don't trust and you don't feel psychologically safe with. That's another thing I would say. Oh, that's great right there. Yeah. Keep you, keep your circle tight, man. You never know. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you've done, like I said, seven episodes every week, thousands of episodes. What are, I mean, you've obviously had some takeaways. What are some of your top takeaways from all that? My goodness. One of them is from day to day, progress is invisible from year to year. It's impossible to miss. That is, I podcasted a bunch yesterday. I podcasted a bunch today. Measurably, I am no better. I might even be worse. I might even be a little bit worse than I was yesterday. Maybe I'm more tired, whatever. But if I go back and look five years ago, it's completely different. I'm not even the same human. But from day to day, you don't recognize that. That's right. the biggest lesson I have taken away. Yeah, I heard you guys talking about some of your old episodes. Like, don't listen to it. Just listen to the intro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't listen to the old ones. If you want some perspective, do it. Yeah. Right? There's a reason There's a reason they're still there. Because I, I want somebody who starts at the beginning of the journey to say, oh, let me go check out where these guys were. Oh my goodness, this is terrible. Yeah. I think that's important. I think it's important to build belief. The reps, the reps, the way you show up, the prepping for something, the doing the actual episode, the reflecting after, and then the perfecting of that. If you can really put some intention and just focused energy on improvement, one of the reasons we even got to where we are today is because every time we do an episode, we do a 1% win and a 1% improvement. What's one thing that went really well? What's one thing we can improve? Just multiply that by 1400. That adds up. So the reps are only as valuable as what you do before, during, and after. And I think a lot of us miss the before and after. We do the during, but before and after, that's just as important. And then the last thing is, Almost every person we ever interviewed had a dramatic story of trauma, abuse, neglect, depression. They all used their adversity to their advantage. And none of them were, were born ready to conquer the world or ready to have the level of success that they have today. They all went through something pretty horrible. And that was usually the launch point for a life of fulfillment and a life of alignment. So if you're going through something right now, that could be the big piece of your story. Like me sitting on the edge of the bed. It really sucked when I was going through it for sure. But that was the launching point for all of this. That was something that I really recognize with most of our podcast guests as well. Wow. I hope you guys were paying attention right there because that, that's huge because everyone is going to go through something 
in their in their lifetime like that. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be a lose a loved one. You get go through an mm-hmm. illness, lose a job, something's going to happen. And man, it could be your launching pad. It ain't it ain't the end. Kevin's an example, man. He was it was almost the end. And he lives a life of his dreams right now. So, man, I hope you heard that right there. So, so thank you for sharing that. Kevin. Of course. So, um, you, you help a lot. Of, you help a lot of business owners. Right. So you work with business owners. Uh, by the way, I, I like to do talk about you'd be a terrible employee. Almost every entrepreneur I know, they'd be a terrible employee. <laughs> that's why they have a business. Right. So Makes great. sense. <laughs> I would be, too. So I, I, I'm never going back. So, um, so anyway, you, you help a lot of business owners. So if you could just give one piece of advice, someone's wanting to start a business. What, what would you tell them? Uh, be wildly honest with yourself about your weaknesses and be as honest with yourself about your strengths. I've met some some business owners who think they're really good at stuff that they're just not that good at. And I've met some business owners that think they're really bad at some stuff that they're actually really good at. And if you can leverage your strengths and mitigate your weaknesses, I think you, you're going to be in a pretty good position. When When we were really building this into a business... Alan and I had a conversation and I said, you have to be the CEO. I can't be the CEO. If I'm the CEO, we're going to lose badly. I'm not a visionary. That's you. You're the guy. You have to be the CEO. I know long-term vision is a weakness of mine. Alan said, you should be the CFO because short-term money is a strength of yours. Makes sense. All right. Let me do that. You do your strength and we'll mitigate each other's weaknesses and we can kind of design it that way. So that's that's one piece of advice I would give for sure. And then just another quick one would be the the level of your business holistically. So not just your business and the amount of money you make, but your leadership skills at work, your leadership skills at home, the type of partner you are, the type of parent you are, all of those things are only going to be as high as the level of your self-improvement set point. So work on yourself more than you work on anything else and everything you work on will improve. That would be another piece of advice I would give. Oh, that's huge. I mean, too many people get to a certain point and that's, that's it. Yep. They quit, they quit doing the stuff that got them there. Right. So that, yeah. that's a great piece of advice right there. So, yeah. So I do the same thing. You need some fresh eyes on you sometimes and you need someone like Kevin who'd come in and it, you guys do that for people. So you can come in yes. and help them out and, and, and get those fresh eyes. If you're by yourself, like me, I'm a, I'm a solo guy. Sometimes you need, you need those outside. You get a business coach or something like that is take you to the next level. I promise you. Speaking of that, what what's next for you, man? You guys are <laughs> killing it with this. What What's next level for next level? Yeah, that's always a question that I transparently, I struggle to answer because it's probably just going to be a lot of the same of what we're doing today, just exponential. So we're going to get a little bit better at podcasting. We'll get a little bit better at serving our clients. That's really it. Just continuing to do what we do day in and day out and just getting better. We have retreats coming up and we're, we're testing the waters with some live events and we have an app and stuff like that in development. But at the end of the day, it's going to look from the outside pretty much the same, just leveling up our mastery, getting better at what we do, creating the opportunity to impact more people, and then profiting at a higher level so we can pour back into the business and rinse and repeat that whole cycle forever. Nice. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. That's it. You're doing That's what you're it. doing. Just keep maximizing. That's great, yes. man. So uh, what's the best place for people to keep up with what you guys have going on? Uh, well, the best place is probably the podcast, just because you're going to hear us too much, maybe, depending on whether you resonate or not. So just search Next Level University. We're on all the platforms. We're on YouTube. And then I do my own emails. So if you want to shoot me an email, I will get back to you. I promise. Kevin at nextleveluniverse.com is my email address. And anything, questions, comments, podcast stuff, business stuff, whatever you need, I'd, I'd love to help. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'll link all that in show notes if you guys aren't good spellers like me, so you can just click on it. So that'd be great. <laughs> so, man, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on to share and all this great information. I really appreciate it. Thank I you. mean, you yourself are being vulnerable right now, sharing some of the stuff from your past. A lot of people get up there and they don't they don't talk about the dark stuff. They just talk about, uh, here's here's rah rah, I'm the good stuff. So, thank you for sharing that today. I I appreciate the kind words. The dark stuff is what makes the bright stuff. So, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't share it. I appreciate you having me, Joe. You're you're wonderful. Oh, absolutely, man. Thank you for coming on. If you're listening right now, please share this episode with somebody. Maybe they need to hear about what, the importance of vulnerability or that, that the dark time they're going through right now serves a purpose and it's going to be their launch pad success. They need to hear Kevin's story as well. So please share that. Keep up with Kevin. Listen to their podcast. It's amazing. You, you can't miss it, man. This thing is everywhere. So go <laughs> check it out and keep tuning in. We'll see you guys next week on Relentless Positivity. Wow, what a great episode. You share that with somebody. I'm going to share with you some awesome sponsors. McWilliams Marketing. They can help your business grow. Regardless of the size of the project, you're going to get a solution that is specifically created for you and your business. No cookie cutter, one size fits approach here. So Amy and her band of fearless marketers can help you with all that stuff that you think you can do, but you're not really that good at it. You don't have time for it. They can do that. They're the experts. It's what they do. Web design, online conversion, optimization, SEO, uh, graphic design, marketing, page management, all that stuff. Go let them do that. Don't handle that yourself. Go check them out at mcwilliamsmarketing.com. See what all they can do. They're amazing people. Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He really does it all in the real estate world. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that good stuff. You're not just a transaction with Teak. He really wants to build a relationship for life with you. He has built his whole business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs. Hey, I trust my brother from another mother, Teak, and you should too. Give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. Embrace the power of visual learning. Are you a football referee, a coach, a player, a fan? Would you want to see the game from the perspective of officials on the field? Do you want a better understanding of the rules? Get It Right provides 3D simulations and virtual reality to learn the game and get invaluable reps from the comfort of your home. Go to GetItRightTraining.com. Train today for a better game tomorrow. Over the past four years, Valley Leadership Academy has established a reputation for being the ideal alternative to traditional schools by providing an excellent education along with real-life leadership and service opportunities. Now is your chance to come alongside them and help them grow to the next level. Please visit valleyleadershipacademy.org to find out about personal and corporate sponsorships that will help this remarkable school grow in an even brighter spot in Huntsville. Together, we can make a difference.